From those in the know to those who need to know, this is the Indie Weekly Podcast. All right. Hey, how's it going? Back here at the Indie Weekly Podcast for another week. So from the archives this week, we're pulling out a session from the Indie 101 conference in 2022. It is all about grant writing. And um, for obvious reasons, any session on grant writing is just perennially popular. For this particular grant writing session, the host is Jorge Miguel, a professor from Seneca College, as well as an award-winning flamenco guitarist, composer, and producer. It offers an excellent primer for how to apply and some you know, very useful practical tips for applications for various types of grants in and around the music industry. I have no doubt that it's going to be very useful to a lot of the folks out there listening, particularly artists. So um, I hope you enjoy this one. But as always, before we get to this week's conversation, we must first acknowledge that the land on which Indie Week is based is the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Wendat, Ashinabe, Métis, and Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation. Of course, we must also thank our sponsors and funders. Those are Slate Music, CD Baby, Actor Racks, CMRRA, Lyric Find, Banzoogle, SEMA, City of Toronto, Global Affairs Canada, Ontario Creates, Factor, Seneca College, and the SOCAN Foundation. We must also acknowledge that this project is funded in part by the Government of Canada. Without the support of all of them, we couldn't do the work we do for the music community. So a big thank you to all those companies, organizations, and government bodies. All right, now to this week's conversation. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is the last session of day three, Indie 101. This is one of those sessions that definitely is one of the most popular. It kind of it's called grant writing. And as always, quotes, where's the money? Uh, so with that, I'm going to pass it over to Jorge Miguel. Hi, folks. I recognize a lot of people already um, that have taken my course at Seneca College. So first of all, I'd like to thank Seneca College, the IMP and the IPS program, John Switzer, and I'd like to thank Daryl for having me here at Indie Week for the first time. Lots of familiar faces, this is great. Okay, so I'll give you a brief overview of myself um, and I'll be reading a little bit. I'm old school, I still like paper. Hi James, uh, we will open up. I'd like lots of questions. I think I've got maybe about 30 minutes of presentation, so keep your questions handy. I would love to answer what I can. I'm a Toronto-based musician, so most of the things that I'll be doing uh, are Toronto, Ontario, and Canada-based. So let's start with me, a mini little bio, which is good because you can't write grants unless you have a bio. So I'm, a, I'm an award-winning Spanish-Canadian flamenco guitarist, composer, and producer. I've performed over a thousand shows from coast to coast over the past 25 years, including festivals, theaters, tours, and showcases from the Yukon to Antigonish, Nova Scotia. I've released three full-length albums of original material, as well as have an upcoming factor-funded artist development single and video in the can. I've studied with the best flamenco guitar players in the world, including Manolo Sanlúcar, Gerardo Núñez, Canizares, and Diego del Moral. I'd like to say that studying was done with the help of grants, as were the recordings. Um, my music is traditional and authentic flamenco with a North American presentation aesthetic, unpretentious, light, and fun. I've been teaching music business with a focus on grants at Seneca College since 2004. I've received grants over 25 years from creation to recording, marketing to touring. I've been a juror for the OAC and Canada Council juries, as well as for World Music Awards. 
And just for fun, I'm also a runner, 25 year vegetarian, and I restore and drive Mopar muscle cars. Woo. So you know a little bit more about me. I hope it's the vegetarian part of me that you love. Okay, so I believe that there's four sort of major components that we cycle through as artists. Now I'm, I'm gonna show you how to grant writer, share my method of grant writing as an artist. Um, and for me, you're usually mostly in one of these following areas, which are professional development, creation, recording, marketing. Now I understand there's overlap and you might be marketing while you're starting to create or acquire skills for your next uh, single or project. And now I'm gonna break these down in a little more detail. So for me, professional development is what you're doing right now. You're acquiring skills. Um, so skills acquisition could be an instrument, singing, the acquisition of knowledge. I often go to Spain to study flamenco and sometimes it's just learning from people. Maybe they're not showing me, but I'm learning about why this happens. Uh, so information, acquisition of knowledge and information is a big part of, of uh, professional development. Creation for me is the implementation and use of the acquired skill. So for me, you learn how to do something and then you use it. So that's the implementation. Uh, composing, I'm gonna say my favorite part of this entire music life is creation for me. So as much as I like recording and touring and the rest of this stuff and teaching, for me, when I create that spark, that connection with something greater than myself is really what this is all about. So that's my focus. And I'll write that in a grant. I'll say, although I tour and although I perform, the truth is for me, I see myself as a creator. If you go back to my introduction, when I said I'm an award-winning Spanish-Canadian flamenco guitarist composer, it's nailed there. And we'll come back to that stuff. So it's, uh, I'll keep sharing. So the record, now the next element after the creation, which is the implementation and use of acquired skills is the recording. And for me, the recording is a catalog or a snapshot of a step in your artistic journey. I couldn't write I, don't, I can't actually play a song the same as I played it in the studio two weeks after I recorded it. So there's a little bit of improvisation. It's just the person that I was in the studio that day led to that take. So it's just a snapshot. You might do it better. You might do it not as good. You might change the key or the BPM, the rest of that stuff. So the recording for me is just whether you're doing it at home on a demo or whether you're walking in a Noble Street Studios, it's just they're taking a picture of where you are on that day. And hopefully it's the best picture possible with the funds available. Uh, and then final, the dread, the most dreaded part of this entire journey, marketing, which is social media, video, publicist, publicity. It's creating awareness of your art. Uh, a friend of mine, Pavlo said, taking your art to market. Some people sell potatoes, we're selling art. So really you've got to get over that feeling that you know, you've got to get used to self-promotion and you've got to be confident in presenting what you're doing at a level that is competitive so that buyers feel good about hiring you for the work. So once again, the four components were professional development, creation, recording, and marketing. There are grants available for all these different components. Now the question I'm gonna ask you artists is, What's more important to you right now? Where are you? Should you be focusing? Do you have a recording? If you don't have a recording, then you need to focus on a recording. If you've got 60 unfinished songs in the can, 
maybe it's time to finish some of those things off. If you've got an album you finished with no marketing money, perhaps it's time to think about marketing that album. So I just, a big part of grant writing for me, which I'll share with you is self-awareness because you're communicating to a jury that has probably gone through this process and you need to show them. Uh, I like to tell my students, don't be afraid to, to be vulnerable and share your struggles because chances are the other the person on the other end of what you've written has gone through some of these struggles themselves. So uh, we'll get into that in more detail. So here, a grant to me is a project. So this is another concept that some people have a hard time with. I've been a flamenco guitar player for 25 years. Within that 25 years, there's been dozens of tiny little projects that were begun they were implemented and then they were completed, okay? So instead of thinking this, this huge journey and discipline as one thing, I like to think of it as a little multiple things that I can complete and then move on to the next thing. You can't do it, why do a marketing plan if you don't have full length product or a single? Why do a video if you don't have a single? Why do a single, you know, if you don't have a song that's ready to be recorded yet? So there's, there's these, these steps that need to be taken. Okay, now I'm gonna give a little mini overview and this is going to be very specific, Toronto, Ontario, and Canada-based, uh, of funding organizations and grants available, including some sums. Now, this is changing all the time. So as a Toronto-based musician, and again, I, I would like to reiterate, I'm not a grant writer. I'm an artist that learned to write grants in order to be able to fund my life in art. And we'll be back. Crypto, Web3, blockchain, metaverse, let's be honest. Most of us don't know what the hell this actually means, but it's important and it's going to affect your music business, your music career. So let's all get past the hype, the buzzwords and find out what all this stuff you're hearing about is actually going to mean for you and the music industry. Plus, it'd be nice to also connect with innovators, thinkers, the folks leading the way in this tech frontier. Meet us at Screen by Screen from February 7th and 9th. Plus, our online platform also helps you kickstart relationships with other artists, creators, and professionals. So meet us there February 7th and 9th, 2023, Screen by Screen. That is screenxscreen.com. And we're back. Okay. So the first note I'm going to make, and I see a lot of this, please read the guidelines in detail. And I mean in detail. I'm old school. I print the guidelines. Remember highlighters? Remember those markers? Once upon a time, you guys are too young to remember. I will highlight things that say no capital cost acquisition, which means you're not allowed to buy gear. And I see people write grants and they go, I'm going to buy myself a keyboard. And I go, no, you're not, because you're not allowed to. If the grant lets you purchase gear, which is unlikely, then great, but if the, if the grant says no capital cost acquisitions, make sure that you're writing these notes to yourself. Don't eliminate yourself from a competition without knowing it because you misread the grant. Uh, I'm gonna reiterate, be very detail oriented. When I write grants, I, I joke that I like to put composition on my head. If it's a composition grant, composition, composition, composition. And I may not talk about recording, or if I do, I'll be, I'll try to say archival for archival purposes as opposed to for release. When you're recording, 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 touring, and, and try to just see this one component in, in its clarity so that you can communicate to the jury, this is a travel grant for a showcase in Burnaby, BC. 
they don't need to know about your methodology for recording if you're doing a travel grant for Burnaby BC. Okay, so um, uh, guidelines in detail, make notes. Okay, so the four grants we're gonna look over today in a, just a general overview are Toronto Arts Council, Ontario Arts Council, Factor, and a little bit of Canada Council. I usually stray from Canada Council uh, because it's hard to get, competition is fierce. I've been on juries at Canada Council, everybody's excellent and they're all well-written. So it's, just, it's a matter of only the best get funded. That being said, I've heard a lot of numbers. I don't know if you guys are interested in this, but certain grants, a one in five ratio is possible. I know up, up until recently, Ontario Arts Council was receiving in the neighborhood of 400 or 500 grants per deadline for the creation recording grant. That's, I'm not trying to dissuade you. I'm just trying to get you to realize how good it has to be to be able to stand out, okay? So that being said, I'm gonna give you a quick walkthrough of available grants. Um, I've gotten most of these grants and utilized them to, to see my, my plans through. So Toronto Arts Council currently has a music project and or presentation grant, which is $15,000. You could produce an event. That is February and August deadlines. They also have a creation and recording deadline of, uh, sorry, the creation grant is $5,000. This is for composing music. I love to see people's faces when I first tell them they can get a lot of money for creating music. They also have a demo EP section, which complicates things, which is less money, which was $4,000. And they have a $10,000 LP or full length. Okay, so I'm gonna use the terms LP, which is old school, you know, long play versus EP or short play. And now I'm gonna tell you, when you're looking at these grants, look at the deadlines and think to yourself, I'll tell you something right away. If you do a creation grant, you get to keep all the money. If you do a demo grant, you probably get to keep none of the money. If you do a recording grant, you probably can't pay yourself. So these are the kinds of things that they're grant specific. Now, that being said, I see some more people turn their cameras on. At OAC, uh, They've recently changed the recording grant that you can pay yourself somewhat, but generally what they're trying to do is steer you towards working with professionals and leaving with an album that maybe you didn't see any money for, but you have a final product. That being said, there's something I'm going to say now and at least three times, I hope. Pay yourself and pay everyone else living wages, okay? I have a son who's a musician. I've got a mortgage. I've got multiple cars. I'm a person, I need to make real money, okay? So I expect that the people that I work with need to make real money, and that's up to you what that represents. But I like to have these conversations. And I don't expect, I never ask artists to work for free and I don't work for free. I expect to get paid and I expect those that work with me and help me realize my vision to get paid really, really well. Remind me to say that three more times, please. Okay, <laughs> I see some olays in the audience, okay. We were at TAC, so you've, you've got creation, demo, LP, and, and uh, music presentation. So that is a grant if you wanna put on, a, on an event. Often I'll, I'll tie music presentation into marketing. So an example would be a CD release. Pre-COVID when we used to have uh, shows in person, you would write your record, produce your record, and while you were producing your record, look at having an event at the Alma Combo, 
the Mod Club when it still existed. And I did events at the Glen Gould studio at the CBC, which was very expensive. But I could rent the Glen Gould studio. I could market my event, release my CD, and sort of use that as a launch. So think again wh where these grants fit into your short and long-term plans. Um, let's go to OAC now, our provincial funder, which I'm going to mention, try not to get too political, has recently been cut $10 million from its budget. Okay. Enough said there. Okay, so let's keep going. The creation grant, which just passed, is $4,000. You can pay yourself for that grant. I know some people in the room that I see right now just applied for that grant. Good luck, Sandra. <laughs> the recording grant, they have the same thing, which the demo or EP is $4,000 and $10,000 for a full length. In a minute, we're gonna get complicated because I'm gonna teach you how to add grants together, which is what I did when I made my last full length album. There's a new grant that used to exist, which came back. I just saw it today. It's called the Chalmers Professional Development. Everybody write this down. Pedro, Sandra, all of you guys, James. Uh, I went to Spain on this grant and I had a fantastic time in my life and studied with some of the best guitarists in the world. It's called Chalmers Professional Development. It's $7,500. And one of the things I love, it says your budget must be $7,500. So they want to give you $7,500. So this is a grant to acquire professional skills. And I like to tell people, if you're a rapper, go study with somebody. If you create beats, see if you can study with somebody as a creator, not as a producer, if that eliminates you from the competition. I'm a flamenco guitar player. I like to tell people I go to Spain, I sit on the beach, I drink coffee, and I play guitar with the best people on the planet. And I'm paying myself and I'm paying them, okay? Sounds like a scam, doesn't it? It's like Bernie Madoff. Okay, here we go. So we're at OEC. Uh, presentation, they also have a presentation grant, which is $20,000. Um, I'm gonna share a cool little thing I came up with once. I found doing one huge show at the Glen Gould every three or four years way too stressful. So what I did for one of my presentation grants was I did 12, one show a month at Lula Lounge and I brought 22 musicians on stage. So when, when I released my product, now this is gonna tie into creativity. I believe as a creative person, I have unlimited ideas. I don't want you to all write your grant saying you're gonna have 12 shows, one a month. Think of something new, which is, gonna, we're gonna come back to this. I call it the hooks in your grant writing. So my hook was, I'm older. You probably can't tell from my gray beard. I don't wanna be out at 1 p.m. anymore. I want things wrapped up by 10. So when I put on my 12 shows, they started at nine, they ended at 10. Seniors were free, kids were free. I'm not trying to tell you guys how to write a grant. I'm trying to tell you that if you can find a market that nobody else knew about, you've got gold. I got the grant, Lula Lounge didn't think it would work. And I'm gonna tell you guys now, Lula Lounge immediately started moving their shows earlier and letting seniors and kids in free, right? So this is the creative aspect tied in to the grant writing. And again, we'll come back to, to more notes on that. So that's a presentation grant, there's OAC. Let's go to the, the National Kahuna Factor. Are you guys ready for the factor? Please become familiar with all these granting organizations. Also get online, get approved so that you can access the grants. The little factor grant is called Artist Development. It's $2,000 to give you one year of development. I got it recently because I didn't have enough material for an album. I did one single, three videos, some marketing and some design. 
So it gives you $2,000. Basically, you have to spend $3,000. For those of you who don't have a video and a single, get Factor AD immediately. And then in your longer term plan, move on to Factor Juried Sound Recording, which could perhaps be in 2022 or 2023. So I, I have people always try to think about the timelines of when you're doing this stuff and be realistic. Here's another note for you. Grants usually take four months from submission to hear back. Find out what the date is. If the date of submission is August, add four months of it because you're onto that because you're not gonna know until that time, okay? Then start the process after that point. So when you're writing it, be realistic. January 1st, 2022, I will begin my Factor Artist Development Year, okay? Are you guys ready for the Factor Juried Sound? I hope there's nobody from Factor in the audience. Factor Juried Sound Recording is $67,500 at the current time. Only a portion of that is for recording. It's about $10,000. But now you're ready for one of my Jorge Miguel secrets. If you are a rocket scientist, what you're gonna do is you're gonna get OAC recording, perhaps TAC recording and Factor recording. It gives you $30,000 for recording, okay? My last record, Guitarra Flamenca, full length that I made, I combined, I'll give you some numbers, I'll be truthful, $40,000 from Factor with $7,500 from Ontario Arts Council, which gave me a $48,000 budget. I see people's heads shaking. That gives you the best studios, the best musicians, the best artwork, the best of the best in the country, which makes you competitive. It doesn't mean your project's gonna be great, but it means you are gonna have access to Noble Street Studios, which maybe you wouldn't otherwise, or Orange Lounge or Canterbury, or producers like John Switzer, who I see sitting with a Seneca background right there. Okay, uh, it's a lot of money. <laughs> Nobody is gonna give you this if it's mediocre. Do we understand? We'll get into some notes in a minute. Mediocre is not gonna cut it. Spelling mistakes aren't gonna cut it proper punctuation and grammar, okay? So we need to know how to be able to communicate. And then let's go to Canada Council. Although I'm gonna do a little complaint about Canada Council, there seems to be, I've been doing this for a long time, writing grants as well as teaching them. There's a streamlining process in effect, which means the grants, there's less grants and multiple disciplines are competing for the same money. Meaning at Canada Council, I might be competing with a dancer for professional development money or a screenwriter. It's not necessarily a bad thing. My only complaint is the grants are more vague. The questions aren't clear. And if I've noticed anything over the past 25 years, the questions used to be very specific. And now the questions are very vague. Who are you? What are you gonna do? And it says a thousand words. And you can imagine people go, You've got, you know, so I'm gonna hopefully give you some of the details to answer these questions. The grants used to be more questions, but in my opinion, they were easier because they were easier to answer. So Canada Council has gone in the direction, they use these terms, explore and create, concept to realization. Well, explore and create and concept to realization for a screenwriter, a filmmaker, a filmmaker guitarist, and a modern dancer, completely different things. Uh, but anyway, I'm thankful for the Canada Council and it's available. It's complex, learn how to maneuver. That being said, professional development, $10,000. If you can compete at the, at the national level, explore and create, which is a research project. For some of you guys, I like to come up with little things. If you are a hip hop artist and you want to study New York or East Coast or West Coast hip hop and in detail, 
the same way somebody, an artist like Eminem probably studied in detail. You could come up with a grant and say, I want to study, I want to transcribe hip hop as rhythmic notation and pitch. I want, you know, and come up, you've got to create these projects yourself and then find the funding for the project. The better the project is as somebody that's been on the jury, I don't care what you do, just communicate it really well and a term I'm gonna use over and over again and enthusiastically, because if you're not enthusiastic about your project, I certainly will not be enthusiastic about your project, okay? Love what you're doing. Show me that you're worthy of funding. Show me that you've done all the research and chances are very good that you're gonna get a grant. Um, okay, and then uh, Canada Council again has this final sort of catch-all called concept to realization. So for somebody like me, who's a, uh, an artist, part of my world has been creating and recording. I have to find a way to make recording fit into concept to realization, because I think of recording as realization. Whether or not Canada Council will, again, for me, it just complicates it. They used to have a, a Canada Council recording grant. As simple as that. So again, know what you're looking for funding for. Um, Later on, depending how much time we have, I'll open up to specific things. I think uh, I have a student right now called Simon who called, his name is Simon and he said, uh, juried sound recording is the holy grail of grants. I'm gonna tell you this, if you get juried sound recording, you are in a different league nationally immediately. It could mean a Juno nomination in 10 months. Like that's, that's how big that grant is. So don't expect to get it. But do expect if you're getting forty to $60,000, you could be July Talk or Alicia Cara or you know, name whatever artist you want. You could move very quickly through the ranks if you, can, if you can access this kind of funding. I see there's some questions. I'll stop for one minute from Vince Campbell. Should I hire someone to help me apply for a grant? No, not at this point. Uh, perhaps later, what you should do is, and this is something we're gonna come down to, uh, I learn a lot about myself and where I am as an artist by writing these grants. So even when I don't get funded, I find it two o'clock in the morning or 15 minutes before the deadline, I go, oh my God, I really wanna know how to sing flamenco. And then I write the grant and whether or not I get the grant, I'm like, this is weird. In middle age, I've decided to become a flamenco singer. Can I find funding for this? So. There's a lot that you're going to get from writing the grant other than the money, and it's going to help with that self-realization. That being said, a factor does allow for a grant writer. I think OAC and TAC discourage it because it should be written first person. The other thing is I'm going to say this. I'm going to discourage artists from spending money on things that they can't get back, right? So if you hire a grant writer, see if you can work out a deal that says, if I get $10,000, I'll give you $500. But if I get nothing, I don't want to have to pay you $250. Again, figure out these deals, have these conversations. That's the wider sort of concept of music business. You don't expect somebody to do anything for free, but I also don't want you to be working at Starbucks to make $250 to pay for a grant that you didn't get. Okay. These are my opinions. This is not law. This is not, these are just somebody that's been doing this for a long time. I think you're going to learn a lot from writing grants as you get big enough to become July talk or you're signed to arts and crafts, by all means. I'd like to think there's former students working at arts and crafts right now or writing grants for other people. 
Okay, somebody asked a question, what things do I need to have in place before submitting grant applications? We're gonna get there in a minute, but that's called support material. Uh, I think we're done with the, the money. I think just to give you guys a quick overview of the way I would do it, and I, I expect a lot of artists to do it. If I was in professional development mode, development mode, I would try to go to Spain. I would get a grant for $7,000 to $10,000. There were bigger grants once, hopefully there will be again. I'll study, I'll acquire new skills and or knowledge. Probably at the same time, I'll be applying to multiple creation grants in the neighborhood of five to four or $5,000 to $10,000. And I have had years where I get $9,000 in creation grants. So while I'm studying, I'm submitting the creation grants. Let's consider each one of these projects a year. While I'm creating, I'm applying for recording grants, even though I haven't even finished creating the recordings that I hope to get the recording grant for with the assumption that I'm gonna be turned down. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Uh, while I'm recording, I better already have my marketing money in my pocket because marketing for me starts before you walk in the studio. It starts with a conversation with the producer and cameras and video and social media. And we'll get into that stuff in, in greater detail in a minute. Uh, okay, so I just took up at least four years of your life, a year of acquisition of skills, a year of composition, a year of recording, and let's go two years of marketing. Factor gives you a 24 month uh, lifespan on your product. So that's four years. Is that four years, five years? Anyway, it's a long time. So we just all aged five years. Okay. Now, this is what I, I, I have these little headers. What do you get from writing a grant? Obviously financial support. Uh, the thing that I like sometimes more than the financial support, and I have to tell you, I'm two feet off the ground every time I get a, a grant. I feel like it's the best feeling in the world. It's the, it's the fact that the jurors, my peers chose to fund my project. And, no, and sometimes when I look and I see somebody whose name I know or somebody that I respect, and I go, wow, of all this, they listen to my song, they listen to my thoughts, and they believe I'm worthy of funding. That to me is worth just as much as the, don't get me wrong, the four or $5,000 is needed, but it, it feels good to know that somebody believes in what you're doing before you've released it to the public. And that's usually your peers. The other thing that I get, and this is why I like to write grants, is I get a direction and a plan, a course of action, they expect you to be methodical. You have no choice but to be methodical. And sometimes as artists, I can speak for myself, I'm a little all over the place. And sometimes I need something to, to bring it home. And that is deadlines. Deadlines are a motivator. Uh, I've told my class a few times, I got my juried sound recording grant with a demo I did in GarageBand the night before submission. Yeah. I submitted it, I only tracked it because of the deadline. I didn't have a base. So I wrote, sorry, there's no base. I wrote, I did this the night before, submitted $40,000. And an award-winning record, 22 date tour, coast to coast. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you go like this, you go, deadline, demo, submit, ah, awards, thank you very much. But it all comes down to, did you submit by 11.59 Eastern Standard Time, or didn't you? Was it complete? Was it methodical? Was it a well thought out project? And now I'm gonna back up on myself a little bit. Sometimes my best grants don't get funded 
and sometimes my worst grants do. So there is a lottery component to it. My, my thing is submit, 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 okay? Uh, so a deadline, deadline to submit, a deadline for completion. I'm also gonna tell you another one about that same grant. I applied for three extensions to factor of six months each. Finally, they said to me, you have six months to complete the album or you will be asked to return the money. Guess what I did? I picked up the phone and called Noble Street Studio and said, I'd like to book a week. Album was finished. So these motivate, somebody's saying to you, you owe me $20,000 or go in the studio is a fantastic motivator to get in the studio. So there, there's these little things that the grants, I believe, push us to accomplish and achieve and complete. Um, so besides the money, there are those other factors. Once again, I'll repeat them in case anybody wants them. Financial support, artist rec recognition, a direction and a plan, and a deadline, multiple deadlines actually. Okay, this is going well. Oh my God, my time's going by quickly. I'll try to wrap up with my notes and then answer questions. How to write a grant. First person, obviously, uh, know yourself. So self-knowledge is important. I am, I like to start my grants. I'm actually starting to write my bios first person now as well. I am a sp Spanish, an award-winning Spanish Canadian flamenco guitarist, composer, band leader, arranger, and nascent or budding singer. These are your elevator pitches that you guys are doing at conferences. Hopefully you've got a 50 word bio and a 500 word bio. This should be your website, your Insta, the rest of your one sheet. Um, explain your project in detail with extreme clarity. Nothing drives me crazier than somebody writing something. I'm like, huh? So people use terms like, I work on my DAW and I'm like, digital audio workstation. Because what if somebody doesn't know what you're talking about? Don't assume, if I say to you, what's very important in flamenco is the compass, you're gonna go, what? And I'm gonna say the rhythmic cycles in, in flamenco are called compass. They're usually multiple rhythms, two, four, and three, four, to create a rhythmic pattern. So I need to define, I need to assume perhaps a jazz trumpet player or a rapper is reading my grant application and they're not gonna live in my world. So I'm gonna be respectful, but I'm gonna share knowledge in an unpretentious manner. Uh, here's another one. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. Name names, producers, associate, you know, success by association. If you're working with people that have Juno nominations, if you're working at studios, give a little bracket with client lists. Clients include Arcade Fire. And if somebody doesn't know who you are, they know who Arcade Fire is. I always do that. Put, you know, whoever's name, the producer, John Switzer in brackets and name the artist that he's worked with so that there's a credibility factor, success by association. Another thing which is huge for me is MO, modus operandi, loosely translated as a method of operation. How do you work? So obviously you can see that a creation grant and a recording grant, you're gonna fill out the exact same question completely differently. So think about how you work. Uh, direct message. I'll keep moving and then I'll, uh, I'll get back. So always give examples. If you're writing a creation grant, when I wrote the song Sin Vergüenza, I was uh, motivated by a rhythmic pattern in contratiempo. Contratiempo in flamenco is counter time. And then, and then when somebody's listening to your track, they're gonna go, oh, cool. The, the melody's in, in count, it's in contra, right? Or I'm using triplets and I, I give these very specific rhythmic examples, not to overwhelm or to show off, but to communicate the fact that I understand my genre. 
that's all. Um, so always examples. If you wrote a, you know, if you said you wrote a song that was motivated by a particular theme, explain the theme. Explain how it motivated you to write the lyrics. If you were inspired by a melody that came to you. You know, I like to tell the story of Neil Peart writing YYZ based on the Morse code for Toronto Airport, right? Those little stories are the stories that get you on CBC, right? Those, those interviews. Bop, 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 bop. Anyway, let's keep going. No singing. Hooks, 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 just like your music. I want your grants to have hooks. Be creative always. Idea after idea after idea. Embroidered socks with Jorge Miguel little flamenco guitars on them. Show me that you have no limit. You're creative in every aspect of your grant writing, your video production, your marketing, your live presentation. It's got to be a 360 degree. You have too many ideas and you can write them. My only problem is I have way too many ideas. And then prove it. You don't get to say that unless you prove it by showing me a bunch of ideas that I've not seen in the past. Uh, enthusiasm, I can't say this enough. I'm a huge fan of Dave Grohl only because he's the most enthusiastic man on the planet. Uh, be excited, if you're not, why should we be? Write, edit, rewrite, proofread, edit, rewrite, feedback. Think of a demo versus a master. My current song right now took me two years to finish the mix and I probably demoed it four times in different keys and different BPMs. Don't write the grant and submit it. Have somebody read it, somebody that you respect. Edit it, cut, paste, copy, don't repeat. Try not to repeat. Um, let's see, let's go another five minutes. And here's, here's a really wide overview. The, the first question is usually, who are you and what have you done? more or less. They're going to phrase that a bunch of different ways. So what I like to tell people is give me your skills in order. I am a. So if you're a producer, bass player, arranger, beat, produce, whatever you are, it, how you identify yourself, put that in order so that I know what you're doing. The same thing with the genres. I know a lot of people shy away from genres. Don't. Own it. Uh, it's going to help a Calgary Folk Festival decide whether they want you on the lineup or not, right? So be specific. Um, traditional flamenco with a Canadian accent, whatever, something, right? Uh, traditional flamenco with a, uh, North American production values, something, you know, or flamenco fusion. You, you could do whatever you want, however you want to word it, but, but, but own it and, and give as many genres as you feel you need to. Um, Often they will want history, education, studies, training experience, releases, shows, tours, showcases, awards, nominations, which means when you're in your marketing part of your life, you're gonna be seeking out nominations and awards. I, I don't have to tell you guys that you apply for awards, right? You know that. You take your product and you apply for Junos and you apply for CFMAs and you apply for international songwriting competitions. So look for those things because they're gonna help you get further funded in the future. It's this weird cycle of success begets success. Okay, we're getting through. Uh, oh, another thing. Think community. Community is very important for arts councils, okay? I'm in the West End of Toronto. I want you guys to think of who you represent and who represents you. This is self-identity as well, right? Uh, I myself 
come from a Hispanic background, but because there's a very small Hispanic population, I find myself hanging around with Latinos a lot, right? Uh, Lula Lounge and places like that, which are more Latin based, but because there is no real Spanish center, there actually is a place called the Spanish center, but I find myself hanging around with world music artists and jazz players and sometimes classical players, right? But think of your community, culture, geography, identity. How do you identify? That's more, it's more important to be who you think you are than who I think you are. You tell me who you are. I'm fine with it. So as an artist, identify. If you wanna come out with a bold statement right off the bat, I am a person of color. I am whatever you wanna say, you define yourself and, and everybody else just has to take it in and you could do what kind of music you want. You can present it how you want. Just be clear about who you are. Uh, I, I appreciate um, strength when I'm reading. I, I like to see somebody that comes out of the gate and goes, I'm this, which we'll talk about, a, a mixture of uh, humility and confidence, which is a tricky balance, okay? The second question is usually, and I'll take a break after this one uh, and answer some questions. The second question is usually describe the project in detail. So once again, a creation project has nothing to do with a recording project, has nothing to do with a video, has nothing to do with a marketing plan. There is some overlap, but I'd like you to be specific. So um, for example, are you in the professional development, creation, recording, and market and or marketing stage again? The who, what, where, when, why, and how, MO again. Name names include mini bios, past clients, uh, details, and specifics. Here's one that I haven't mentioned yet, timelines. Timelines are important. If you wrote a song about COVID, you better get it out there fast because it may not be relevant. So you need to write that in your grant. It's very important because of the, uh, the conviction of what happened on the news the other day, right? With the conviction of, and we'll get into political things. But the point is, if you've written something that has an urgency to it, explain that to the jury because they might fund your project over somebody else's because it's timely. So I always try to, it's important that I get this out now because I have, this, will, this project will create the repertoire necessary for my upcoming West Coast tour. So there's this urgency, there's a timeline. If there's, if there's a vagary to it and there isn't any solidity to it, I'm also gonna go, why should I fund this project now? Another thing is defend things. If you're starting April 1st, why? If you're releasing November 1st, why? Is it because of the Juno nominations? It should be, but show me that you know that stuff. Show me that you know when the jury, or sorry, when the submissions for Juno's open and close. Show me what you know all the time, or you're showing me what you don't know, and that means I'm not going to want to fund your project as a juror. Um, budget. Obviously, I'll wrap up with budget, and then I'll take questions. Pay yourself. I'm saying it for the second time. Pay yourself and pay other artists a living wage. I have another thing written on the board in my room. Work with people you love. I pay the people I work with as much as I can because I worship them and I respect them and I want them to be able to have normal lives. So pay people. I'd like you to have the argument when you're trying to pay somebody more than they're willing to take. Let's have that problem, okay? Uh, your budget should always balance. There should never be a surplus or a, a deficit. Should correlate with the written portion. If you've written about having five musicians on your budget, and then in the written portion, you talk about having a 20 piece orchestra. I'm gonna wonder why that wasn't covered in the budget. Make sure your budget correlates with the written portion. I would suggest you write the written portion first and then back it up with your budget, a jazz band, whatever it happens to be. 
Uh, be realistic, real fees for real life. Don't pay people $25, pay people $150 to $300 a session, pay people $500 to $1,000 a day. I'm just throwing out some numbers, but realistic fees. And the truth is as a juror, if I get to see your budget, I'm gonna like you more because I'm gonna realize that you're, you're supporting art and other musicians, okay? Um, oh, here's another thing I like to, here's another Jorge opinion. Pros are cheap. People that do this all the time are excellent at what they do. You will find, I know it might shock you to find out somebody's gonna cost five. I just heard about Bucky Pizzarelli playing on somebody's tracks and he did half an album in, a, in a, like a morning, I think, four tracks in a couple of hours. Hire people that are excellent and they will give you 10 times what you paid for them. Just a tip, that's free, no charge. Okay, um, the budget should be well thought out, researched and supported. I'm such a grant nerd. If they'll let me put in flight quotes from Expedia, I will. And I do that. If I'm doing a touring grant and I'm allowed to put Expedia quotes, I'll, I'll attach, if they say up to 50 pages of attachments, I will do 50 pages of attachments. Believe me, I'm, I'm the keener here. And then finally, let's talk about support material. I'm gonna back up and from now on, we'll take questions. Support material would be bio. So your elevator pitch, uh, first and third person. I'm at the point now where I'm tired of third person. I think the industry has changed dramatically with Instagram and uh, there's more one-on-one -on -one communicating. I think I'm at the point, and again, it's up to you guys. I'm about to switch all my stuff to fir first person. I am. Instead of doing this Jorge Miguel is, which is the way we used to do things, I'm ready to go, you know what? Forget that. I am. So that's my my choice. You guys can do what you want, but I would suggest you have a first person and a third person of, of your bio and a five, a 50 and a 500 word. Make sure you've got a single. And by a single, I, I like to use the term uh, a monster piece or a masterpiece, something that's competitive, competitive at an international level. That's where your career starts. One song. Do you have an EP? Do you have an LP? And if not, then that's going to be part of your trajectory. Video. If you don't have video, what year is it now? 2021? Oh my God, I did three videos for my last single. I did one video for my last album. So I would say now I'm telling people three videos per song. You do 10 songs, I want 30 videos. I know that's insane, but they can be EPKs, they can be interviews, they can be play along, they can be educational, they can be lyric videos, etc. Video, video, video. Uh, quotes, get quotes. If you kill at Calgary Folk Festival, ask Carrie Clark for a quote. Hey, that sounds good. Ask Kerry Clark for a quote. Jorge Miguel ripped the stage to pieces. Put that on your bio, your one sheet, your website, the rest of that stuff. Uh, uh, go seeking quotes. James Keelahan, can I get a quote, please? So get that stuff. Uh, one sheets, uh, which is your visual bio. Everybody should have a one sheet, whether it's electronic or otherwise, something that shows what you look like and has some good information and hopefully some quotes. Uh, electronic press kit. Sonic bids, I'm not really into myself, but it's up to you guys if you wanna do something like that. But in the meantime, you can have an electronic press kit available, maybe a downloadable poster on your website, something like that. Uh, website, remember websites? Get a website. So it's the hub that's gonna exist when Instagram has gone the way of MySpace, which it will. I'm old enough to say that, okay? Uh, links, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, is your stuff available? Um, social media. I guess everybody's in the social media game. Just decide how you want to play it. And, uh, and you can actually find some funding for that as well. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to start answering questions. I have some final thoughts, but I'd like to do more of a back and forth here. 
how do I know when to stay concise and when to include more detail? Edit, edit, edit. And this is where you need people to proofread. Uh, and maybe not always artists, right? Maybe have, you know, I, I used to give stuff to my sisters, parents, friends, my son now. I ask him what's cool and what's not cool on social media. Can I do this? What's a good time to, to post? So uh, don't be afraid to share your stuff. Everybody in this room needs a sounding board of some sort with somebody that you can bounce, you know, send them something and hopefully they'll give you feedback and then you can do the same for them back and forth. I know we've got former IMP students here. Hopefully they're, they're doing that for each other and sharing. It really helps to have somebody read because something you think might be clear may be totally unclear to the re reader. Believe me, I've read a lot of grants and I just go, so that being said, I, I skipped over something which I'm gonna say now. If they use terms in the question like artistic vision, uh, use, the, use that. My artistic vision, my creative process includes, remind the reader what they're reading. Don't just start spewing and, and going off, you know, bring it back home. My creative process would include the, and then fill in the blanks there. So use these key terms. Um, what are the best, from your experience, what is the best thing applicants have forgotten to include in their applications? Self-awareness, sorry. I think that the, the thing that I'm lacking for most people is a clear identity of self. So I, I need confidence from you. That if, I, if I'm on the jury that's potentially gonna give you $10,000, I need to know that you know what you're doing and you're gonna complete the project. So again, find that balance between humility because I'm, Flamenco has humbled me, I'm, but I also have to go on stage at Massey Hall and kill, which means confidence. So find that, that balance of confidence with humility. I think us artists do it pretty good, eh? Um, what are the best grants for Ontarians? That's way too wide. So my wife's a potter, for example. She could apply to the same Chalmers grant as I would, but her project is gonna be to study uh, porcelain in Seville or somewhere, you know, anywhere in the world, it's gonna be a completely different perspective. So what the best grant is the best grant that's available. Here's something else I wanna give you guys a little cool little thing. I often look at where I am and then I seek out the grants that are gonna fund me where I am. I did something else a few times, which is I actually went on grant websites and looked at the grants and wrote a grant to fit the deadline, okay? So you can either seek out the creation grant you're gonna do next year, or you could go on the OAC website today and go, hmm, that's an interesting arts and community and just attack the grant. I have to say, I did end up in San Lucar, Spain studying with the best in the world because the deadline was available. I seeked out uh, a place to study, which ended up being the Cordoba Guitar Festival in Spain, wrote the grant, submitted the grant that night, got the grant, went to Spain. So I didn't know I was going to the Cordoba Guitar Festival until I found a grant, well, I should clarify, found the grant, created the project, went to Spain. You know, didn't have the project and found the grant. It was the other way around. That being said, there's grants for artists in education. There's community in parks. I've written grants for a park close to my house in Roncesvalles. So look at what grants are available and you might find that what you're doing is inter-arts. Maybe it could be written from a dancer's perspective. There, there's multiple ways to write grants. So think, think outside of the box a little bit. We're more than just musicians, we're artists, okay? Are we allowed to submit multiple grant applications for completely different projects at the same timeline? Depending on the 
um, organization. So whatever you submit to Factor and OAC, they have to, they don't have to correlate whatsoever. They can be completely different projects. For OAC, I think there's a three grant limit if it's the same project. But that being said, if you play in a different band, that might be a different project. A recording project is not a creation project, is not a presentation project. So think again like that. This is where I say, pick up the phone or email and speak to the loans officer and ask, I'm in a band called Black Budget. Can I apply for funding to, there you go, to tour while I'm applying for a creation grant as Pedro? Yes, you can. You just, just make sure that you, and then actually write that to the jury. Although I'm in black budget, I have cleared it with the loans officer that I can apply for a creation grant. Be that specific. Here's something else I wanna, before we run out of time. You know more about these grants than the jury does because the jury has been hired. So that concept that I'll be hired to be on a jury, I'm being paid $1,000 and I'm reading grants. I don't know the grant, right? When I'm writing a grant, I get to intimately know the grant. So you need to communicate confidence to the jurors so that they feel that you know what you're doing. Like don't purchase a keyboard if it says you can't. I will be renting a keyboard from Long and McQuaid's and then attach the support material for the rental. Um, let's keep going. How much is reasonable to spend on a grant writer? How much can you afford to lose, right? It comes down to anything. Like if you, could, if you can afford to give up $250, I would say have the conversation, see if you can work off a success basis. Again, I think you're gonna learn more. Um, somebody wrote my name, somebody, alguien está hablando en español, okay. Um, so where were we? Oh, hiring somebody. I haven't done it. I, I would suggest you don't at this point, unless you've got a lot of money. And if you've got a lot of money and you want to go for 40 or 50 or $60,000 a factor, I would say if I would, I would think if somebody got me a $50,000 grant, $1,000 would not be enough. Agreed? Off the top of my head here, guys, this is, there's no like hard fact. Okay. A human life lives. I'm, I'm still, oh. Okay, okay, we got some Spanish. Do we have any other questions? I'm gonna give some final thoughts and then we'll see if there's any more. Okay. The jury is your peers, fellow musicians, not the granting organization. Ontario Arts Council doesn't decide if you get funded. The five musicians that they hired to look at your grant decide, so write to artists, don't write to Ontario Arts Council. Um, focus and answer the question with references to the question. I just said that. Here's what I like to bring up. Are you funny? Can you be funny? Should you be funny? That's a rhetorical question. You decide. If you're funny, be funny. If you're not funny, I'm not sure whether you should try to be funny. <laughs> but these are the kinds of things where who you are ties into your video, your presentation, your artwork, and I would say your grant writing. So that ties us into uh, be yourself. Communicate in a manner that is true to you. When I first started writing grants, my, my sisters were trying to get me to write uh, university theses. Don't. I write grants as a flamenco guitar player to other musicians. So be yourself, be truthful, use uh, vocabulary that you use, try not to overthink it. Uh, and, and be yourself. I think that's the best thing you could do. I like to see when I'm teaching my course, as the course kind of goes through, I start seeing people's writing and it sounds like their voice. I can hear their voice. And that to me is 
perfect. I want to sound like we're, we're communicating. Um, be thoughtful, respectful, and kind to the reader, jury. Explain everything, okay? Be nice, explain. I won't be long, Daryl. Find a balance of humidity, humility, not humidity. Humility and confidence. We just covered that. Seek grants that fit into your plan or modify your plan to fit the grant. Uh, spell check, grammar check, edit over and over and over. Uh, try not to repeat yourself. And then I'm gonna, here's one little final thing. I believe your success will be most tied to your work ethic. I hear the word talent a lot. Um, my son is a talented musician because he started taking piano lessons at six, right? $25,000 later and 10 years of conservatory. He's a phenomenal musician. It's not by accident. So um, how many hours, how much money organizing, thinking and planning did you do and do you do? Uh, so for me, success is not usually an accident. It's a plan that's been implemented. So when one final time, pay yourself and pay professional artists a living wage, please. Daryl. Awesome. Well, <laughs> I've just been paying attention myself, writing some notes as well. Uh, and I, I know some other people that have joined the session. Uh, Jorge, thank you so much because uh, grant applications is a struggle. I know for me personally, you see these online forms and it's like, ah, right away, like almost frozen deer in the headlights. Um, so a couple of things that I do want to say, um, uh, you know, there's interesting say, see the grant, make the project. The one thing that I do want to mention about that is don't do something that you can't deliver on. If you are doing a project, you have to deliver and you have to do the proper reporting. And, and so I know some people have gotten in trouble because they're like, oh, I could get money if I do this. And they're not passionate about it. It's not what they want to do. And they're just trying to get money. So, so be really careful of that. And I have to say, like, I was even approached uh, with a grant writer a few years ago saying, hey, are you doing anything with Indigenous? Because there's lots of money there. And I was like, no. Uh, like, well, you should. And like, but it wouldn't be right. And, and, and it has to, something like that to me has to be done properly with intent and meaning. So we did take time. I, I did go to the Indigenous Music Awards. I Indigenous Music Summit and so forth. And I did some uh, learning first. So, so that's a couple of things to be aware of is that be meaningful as you're doing it. Do something that you are going to deliver on. Because uh, if you screw up, and your reporting is bad, it might be a little bit of a black X next to your name and it might be hard to get the next grant from that same funder. Um, so be very careful in, in that aspect. And I only mean that sincerely. I, I only mean that, you know, honestly and sincerely. Um, and, and as the reporting goes, uh, you know, one of the things is keeping data. We talked about this earlier in the global affairs session that you're going to have to send in a report after the fact and justify the use of that money and try to produce what's called results or pre, uh, perceived results, predicted results. Uh, that's a, a couple of things that you have to do in follow up. And, and if you basically it's kind of, if I summarize it in our own experiences, you say what you're going to do, knowing things may change, this person not available, stuff happens, dates are changed, things like that. And then you do it 
the other part is, is if you're awarded the grant, often you're given a portion of the grant first, not everything. And then you have to do it, meaning you know you have to have the money to do it, not receiving the full amount. And then you do the report. This is what I've actually done. And this is how much it costs. And if there's a difference, here's why it's different. And then they'll look at it and then they give you the remaining portion of that money. So timeline, 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 as Jorge said, because uh, just to give you an example, we might apply for a grant, say, in August. We might not find out it actually happens until, like, we're awarded until December, January, February. The event happens in March, and then we do the reporting by August and get the remaining amount. So uh, you have to work on cash flow to make sure that you can move forward with the project as well. Is that true to your uh, experience, Jorge? Yeah, and you brought up a brilliant point, which the grants are proposals. So you're writing a proposal. Um, and if you're gonna make modifications, what I often do is ask in advance for a change. Although I had wanted to work at Canterbury Studios, I find that uh, because of a humidity issue, I'd like to move to Noble Street. Is this approved? And often the officer will just say approved. You know, and if it affects yeah. the budget. Yeah, you're right. It's a, that's a very important point. It's a proposal. And there are going to be things like COVID happen. So there's changes, right? Uh, absolutely. And, and you have to justify the budget and you have to keep every receipt. Uh, and the, another thing that I've learned uh, kind of the, the hard way in the past is uh, they like payments by check uh, because there's a check imprint, a bank statement, like... I, and I really believe, I think it's from the old days, uh, I'm old, and I remember like, oh, let's get a grant for the studio, and, and they'd get the grant, but they go on tour instead, and things like that. It's like, we got the money, and the, the thing is, did you spend it on what you said you're going to spend it on? And now you have to provide bank records, proof of payment, agreements, invoices, all that kind of stuff, and they'll go line by line at times and go, wait, this $15.16 for parking, there's no receipt for that. What's wrong? Like, you never know. Uh, it all kind of, I think sometimes it depends on what time of year it is, who's, who's looking at the report, all that kind of stuff. But also the relationship you have with the person, the rep, rep that you're working with is so important. Which brings up organizational skills. And you are right. You need a paper trail for everything, invoices, receipts, bank statements. Right. Yeah. So I try and, not to bring people to the horror. Getting a grant is what you're trying to do. And I'm trying not to turn you off by telling you how hard it is after you get the grant. But thanks for that, Daryl. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. And, and for some reason, in some cases, they don't like e-transfers. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the, again, check. So, so people often are like, can you send an e-transfer? No, it's got to be a check. I had uh, factor, factor challenged me on an unsigned check, which I photographed and sent to somebody. And yeah. they're like, well, what are you talking about? I said, you know, you don't have to send people checks anymore, right? So there's still a little, you know, cassette tapes and, and recording media. So there's still a little in the back. But if you've got you know, multiple receipts, redundancy, and you are absolutely correct. I, I don't want to turn anybody off. If you are funding a full-length album, you've got to find a way to come up with that other $20,000 yourself until you get paid back, which can become horrifying if it's at 18% on Visa. 
I'm not saying I'm speaking from experience, but just, you know, take this stuff into consideration. Absolutely. And, and you know what? Um, it gets easier. Once you've done it once, you kind of have a template and say, okay, I'm at least starting with something I've done before. The first time it can be very daunting. It's, it's like, wow. Uh, I wasn't even, and sometimes that whole timeline is like, that receipt was in November last year. Where, where, where did I put it? So, so really uh, keep, keep all that stuff on track. Um, thank you, Jorge. This has been amazing. Uh, and Seneca College as well for uh, presenting this panel. Um, I wanted to mention, I put it in the chat tomorrow morning. We do have a session on agreements and contracts with some lawyers. So talking the legal stuff, and then it's going to be with some of the funders, SoCan Foundation, Ontario Creates, and City of Toronto. And that's with uh, the Jay Gold uh, Consulting, uh, Gold Music Consulting, and uh, Jay Gold is the moderator. Um, that's where you're going to also get the information from the people who are making the decisions, and we'll be able to get some information, uh, great questions that could go in there. I'm hinting, maybe put some in now so that you get them answered. Um, but also with us reporting, we do get Factor, we do get Ontario Creates. So I've been getting some emails of people thanking us and stuff like that. Uh, the more that you can comment, say what you get out of this, that actually helps us to do our reporting. We send those in to, to reporting. Uh, it's called testimonials and things like that. So. Um, if you like what we're doing, let us know. Uh, I really appreciate you guys being here. Uh, again, thank you, Jorge. Thank, thank you to Seneca for this. Um, our sessions are ending, but it doesn't have to end. Go to the meetup section. Actor Racks has a meetup happening right now. And I've noticed a bunch more meetups have been uh, put in for tonight. So please uh, keep collaborating, keep connecting. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Uh, love you guys. Talk to you soon. All right, so that does it for this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed that session taken from last year's Indie 101 conference. Speaking of our conferences, uh, of course, we have one coming up very, very shortly from February 7th and 9th. That is Screen by Screen, the Music and Tech Conference. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know this really is the year of artificial intelligence, AI. You see everyone talking about chat GPT and all these other tools that are starting to kind of revolutionize the way a lot of people go about a lot of daily tasks in their jobs and in their lives. So there's going to be a lot of talk about AI at screen by screen, but not just that, whether it's blockchain, NFTs, crypto, or just basic things like social media tools and email tools and other things that can help artists and companies and professionals um, we're going to be talking about it. We're bringing some excellent panels of experts and interviewees to uh, help share. There'll be be present everywhere where you can actually connect um, with some of these industry experts and professionals and other music creators. So yeah, um, if you're on whether the creation side or the business side of music and you're interested or just know you need to know about a lot of these emerging technologies, um, screen by screen is the place to do it. So go to screenxscreen.com. Of course, tickets are on sale. Head over there. We look forward to seeing you. And lastly, before we go, just one last thank you to our uh, Indie Week sponsors. Those are Slate Music, CD Baby, Actor Racks, CMRRA, Lyric Find, Banzoogle, SEMA, The City of Toronto, Global Affairs Canada, Ontario Creates, Factor, Seneca College, and the SoCan Foundation. And we also acknowledge that this project is funded in part by the Government of Canada. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. See you back here again next week.